Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm here with my co-host, Josh. We're about to talk some fantasy football and some regular football. So, Josh, who are you excited to see come back this week? My fantasy football savior. (laughs) Who I traded. The running back prodigal son. Christian McCaffrey, welcome home. Good old CMC. Who is activated yeah. off the IR um, as of earlier this morning. Um, I think they still have him technically as a game time decision. But considering yeah. what happened last year, this is incredible news. Yeah. Yeah. But remember, he also came back for two games last year and then went out for the rest of the year. Is he also re-aggravated it, if if I'm not mistaken, what happened last year? That's because they brought him back too early. And what makes this this very interesting also is the fact that um, there is a very solid chance Sam Darnold doesn't play. Um, Yeah. Even though he just cleared concussion protocol, he hasn't practiced all week. So P.J. Walker may legitimately get the start. That would be interesting to see EMC out there without Darnold. But it also begs the question, do you start DJ Moore since CMC is going to be back? All right. So here's how I've taken it. And I want – I'm so happy that we started this off right at the back. I have DJ Moore in two of my four leagues. And in my mind – there's there's one league where I basically kind of have to start him. But in my mind, you have to – it's his projected number says like 16. Believe it to be 10 at best. If CMC is not out there, New England does this does this best. They will take out your number one receiver, uh, number one t- option. Period. So if CMC is out there, then you then have hope for D, uh, for uh, for DJ Moore. Yep. If CMC is not out there, I personally at this point am saying. You can write off DJ Moore. You can you can like bench D- DJ Moore this week because not only that, dealing with the change at quarterback. Though I think PJ Walker is really good, so I can't wait to see how he does against this team. QBs this year looking really good. Like I'm surprised. I'm really interested. Speaking of a backup quarterback. Um, Aaron Rodgers is out this week, and we're going to get to see Jordan Love in action for the first time, like real action, not garbage. Not preseason either. And not preseason, real game. We're going to get to see him in action. So I'm I'm interested to see what the future of the Packers organization is going to look like this year or next year after Aaron leaves. So – so I think the big thing to mention when it comes to the Aaron Rodgers issue, regardless of we're just going to only take it as a football perspective, the NFL yeah. still views him as unvaccinated. So basically what that means is he is out for 10 weeks. That also, if I'm not mistaken, puts him in for it's 10, it's 10 days. 
Oh, okay. So, you said 10 weeks, and I'm like, my bad. So not 10 weeks. Pretty much the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone else might be out for 10 weeks, and we'll talk about that in a quick sec because it breaks my heart. Uh, um, but, but, um, I know. Basically, with it, yeah, we all know. Um, but with Aaron Rodgers, that does put him potentially out for next week. And then I could double check who he play, uh, who yeah. they play. But basically, that does mean Jordan Love may get this week and next week. But really, the big thing that, yeah. that we all have to kind of take a look at here is the fact that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be out there, like as far as practice reps. And, and so, Jordan, this is yeah. basically the two week trial of Jordan Love's. Yeah, Jordan loves Jordan Love, and Jordan. I'll double check. It's Kansas City this week and Seattle next week. Two actually very in- intriguing matchups. Uh, honestly, like I see Seattle as a lock for you know what happened last week. I think I, what happened last week with Green Bay. I should say, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll, they'll be, be fine. fine. They too. were out all of their wide receivers, all of their top wide receiving core was gone and they made it i think they they beat you know they beat the competition it's pretty stiff competition at that i still think a big chunk of it was still was still arizona was arizona losing the game as much as green bay won it but green bay came in with a very excellent game plan so yeah if, if you're if you're owners of jordan love be pretty confident in the fact that Kansas City's defense is getting slightly better, but they're still kind of trash. And actually, I have a, a lineup question for you regarding Jordan Love. He is an option for me to put in at quarterback this week. See, it's between Danny Dimes and Jordan Love for me. I gotta look at I gotta see who Danny Dimes is playing as I look that up really quick. Uh, Daniel Jones plays his Las Vegas. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. See, Man. that's... I think it's a it's shot tough. in the dark if you want to play Jordan Love, but, I mean, he's going to have Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb. He'll he'll have oh, everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks like Galladay, Saquon, Sterling Shepard will be out. Kadarius Tony is in, though Kadarius Tony is... He's kind of beat up at the moment. Well, and Galladay will be in, I believe. Oh, Galladay is in? Uh, I thought Galladay was in. I may have the wrong update, but I will double-check that. Ooh, you know what? Questionable. He's questionable. He's questionable? He's trending towards playing tomorrow. How about you pick up Tua instead? (laughs) Who's he playing? Houston. Oh, true, true. But all he's I, I got is say, Waddle I, right now. I he's will, out. Devonte Parker and Will Fuller. It's Houston. That's all I'll say. He, technically, uh, Tree Kasicki uh, has a uh, Tree Kasicki has a wide receiver. Take it that route. True, so you true. you at least have two. But um, I kind of want to hit Mary. I think I'm going to lose this week because I'm oh, playing just, against. I'm playing against uh, Tyler, and yeah, he's projected to win like seventy percent. Right. So I may take a shot in the dark and do Jordan Love just for craps and giggles, because right. well, I, 
I'm probably going to sacrifice this week just for fun. I'll prop so. myself up as the first person to beat Tyler this year. Um, yeah. I think without a doubt for you, if you're down that much, I say take the shot in the dark. Because yeah. without He's a projected doubt, to win by 20 right now. Yeah, because without a doubt right now, um, yeah, let me see. Oh, wow, who else beat him? Um, but because without a doubt, Jordan, Jor- I feel like Jordan Love at least is going to get 10 points, personally, in my opinion. Yeah. But looking at one, I'm not, I would not start Lawrence. <laughs> Don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have no choice. I just re- realized that. Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah. I, I totally forgot the Bucks were on by. But basically, all right, yeah, back, to, all right. back to the original. But I'm topic. definitely not going to start Lawrence. I looked at the matchup and I was like, thanks. With, no, thank you. Here's the thing with Jordan Love. You're either going to get 10 or you're going to get 30. Like yeah. I, To yeah. me, there's not going to be an in-between. I think mm-hmm. we're going to find out if he's really that good. Like these two weeks yeah. are so huge and for dynasty reasons, because it's either going to be we're going to ditch Jordan Love after this year or yep. buy Aaron. Yeah, definitely. And so I'm and I'm very intrigued to see what happens there. Oh my gosh! So I don't have a choice. Jacob already picked him up. Jordan Love. So oh. I have to pick up Danny Dimes. Yep, it's Danny Dimes. Out of these people here, I go Danny Dimes. Gar- Garoppolo seems like a very interesting play because this is the first time the, the offense is finally back to basically with everyone. Kittle's supposed to be playing this week. IU, Debo. I think what about Tyrod? Be- Tyrod against Miami is not a bad play. Brandon Cooks seems relevant now, and the, along with uh, I think I don't know if Nico Collins is playing, but that's that's not a bad yeah. pickup if you want to go Tyrod because it because they've already said he has to start, or you could go uh, yeah. you could go PJ Walker. I don't know. I I may I think I'm just going to stick with Daniel Jones. I think I'm Daniel Jones is probably going to be your best bet there. Yeah. I didn't imagine myself saying now, that, but I, here we are. Now, who do I drop, though? Um, Probably Randall Cobb. Drop Randall okay. Cobb. Drop Alvin Cobb. Huh. No, thank you. It's between Uzoma and Rand- Randall Cobb. Probably Cobb. I'm gonna... I would go with Cobb. Yeah. You know who's an interesting pickup this week? I, I know. I'm looking at him. As uh, if we want to announce who actually, who are you thinking? No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, because okay, one, I did the David Johnson experiment. That's not worth it. Yeah, but no, there's a tight end that I'm like, I'm kind of intrigued, but I got two good tight ends now. Well, see, I was saying pick up uh, AD. Good old AD. Um, someone did. 
I, I know in our league someone did because I put yeah, it in our league somebody did, but like in general, that's a in, good pickup for the okay. this week. Okay, so that actually that's a really good transition point to let's talk about the last the next one. God, this hurts me so much. The king is dead. Ah, uh, the Yeti, the people's dead. champ. Henry. The people's champ. Yeah, the monster, the beast. Derek Good old Henry. Henry has fallen. He has a broken, <sighs> was a fifth metatarsal, if I'm not mistaken. And which, I have a broken heart. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> Dang it. He, we he were, was my we starting were... running back in, in our keeper league in ESPN. Ugh. Uh, dude, I feel so bad. because yeah, right, So I had another friend in another league. He traded everything. And by everything, I mean Dalvin Cook and Godwin and a bench oh, player for, for Derrick Henry. And this happens. I'm like, you don't really have all of that many trade pieces left. Yeah, you do um, not. Because he has a lot of people. Like, he would have to trade Jamar Chase at this point. And I'm like, that's not even worth it. If the dynasty, no. No. You don't get it, rid of that. I would say even if it's a redraft. If it's a redraft, you just take the L. You've lost that. You've lost that year. Yeah. Like you're done. At that point, if you made that trade and you're starting running back that you just traded the whole house for goes down, you're losing that that league. Yeah, it's it's over. You just take it. And I I mean, I feel like for Dynasty, (laughs) this is your worst fear. Just because it's like, oh crap. In in the words of Rocky Four, the Russian is cut, <laughs> and and you're like, oh wait, he's a mere mortal now, and it's like, crap, yeah. do you really have to see it? Up so like I saw the the sleeper alert, and I went, nah, it's all right. And then the next morning, you're like, oh no, he's potentially out for the season. And you're like, what? Yeah, I thought it was just gonna be like a multi week thing, and he'd be back for playoffs and whatnot. And then they said he's out for the rest of the year, like. Oh, frick, man. Yeah, th- that was, that ruins my whole year. That, I'm done. That's now. quite the Monday morning bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I'm struggling right now in my, our ESPN league because I had David Montgomery and, I and Derek Henry. So both of my starting running backs now are down, and which. David Montgomery is going to come back, but I've been limping along with Devontae or not whoever is the backup running back over in uh, New York. Oh, Devontae Uh, Booker. Booker. Yeah, Devontae Booker. There you go. Yeah, I've been Ryan Booker and Khalil Khalil Herbert for a while. And yeah, I have, I had. Calvin Ridley go down on me too. I'm, I'm screwed in that league now. I'm like trying to limp to the finish line to the playoffs. At this, at this right point, now. you're just basically waiting on David Montgomery. David Montgomery, uh, sound like a nursery rhyme. David Montgomery. David Montgomery. At least we remember his name now. Um, yeah, basically, really. <laughs> uh, the bye week is coming up. I believe theirs is next week. So personally, I would be shocked. If they're like, hey, David Montgomery, you're going to play right now. But they are. They're having him play this week. That kills Khalil Herbert, too. So, like, that basically kind of yeah. takes but, him out. He's, he's going he's gonna to be a partial participant. 
this week. So they're going to let him take some snaps, but he's not going to be the lead back. There's no just, all right. Look, no reason that they should be doing that. Yes, there no is reason. absolutely no reason. Leo Herbert's right. been taken over the backfield and has been doing fine. Let David Montgomery sit another week and heal fully before you put him back on that field. Yeah, and I'm going to take a look at people. him here too. Like, all right, let's let's think of it this. Yeah, yeah, literally has the buy next week, and then you, then they play Baltimore. They're playing Pittsburgh this week. I'm sorry. No matter what, like you're good. The next three weeks, it literally is going to be hell as yep. far as running the ball. So why on earth will you risk David Montgomery having a reaggravated like? Yeah. Reaggravated his in- injury. Yeah, it makes no just sense. Not... Just let him go. Let, let's let him go past the bye week. Let me let's yeah. think of it. I mean, you. So they lost one, lost one. I forgot if they. No, they didn't beat the the Raiders. They didn't beat Green Bay. They didn't beat Tampa. Yeah, they're already having yeah. a lose a losing record. So what's the yeah, point? Yeah, they're of they're struggling there? this year. Yeah, it will, and you they're struggling because of Matt Nagy. And if Matt yeah. Nagy's making this decision, oh, hey, we need him out here, that's clearly someone looking out for his own job. Yeah, there is, of course, there is absolutely no reason to put your best running back out in harm's way like this. Yeah, of course, like that is that's very, very bad. <laughs> it's yeah, a very bad move for somebody to do. He's he's one of the faces of your organization. He's a young player, young, very successful player. And he is he's been one of the only actual producers on that offense this year. And you're to put him out there when he's not quite ready yet. I'd yeah. say, well, when he has when it's unnecessary for him like, to be no, out there. There's no like look, he is a what third year pro, second year pro. Like he's he's still young. Well, he's, I like, think he's yeah, second or third year. Yeah, still young, but even besides that, like he knows what this game is. He doesn't need game reps to get back into it. This isn't preseason, yeah. Especially when it's Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like Pittsburgh's defense yeah. has been otherworldly, and if they had a decent offense, they would be the best team in the league right now. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm just upset. I want. I, you, I don't like calling for people's jobs, but I would love to see Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, and Fields and Montgomery to get a coach that can use them better. Yeah. That's just and my it's, opinion. It's going to take – it's going to take shaking the trees over in Chicago to get Nagy out of yeah. there. So the people of Chicago, speak up. Yeah. But get that – Get your get your young quarterback and young team a better better coach. Yeah. That can t- actually take care of his players. Yeah. So but back to your original point, because we went off on a David Montgomery tangent. The fact that I mean, it's terrible that Derrick Henry was out. I think he was going yeah. to smash the rushing record. Oh yeah. He was on tra- yeah, he was on track to just absolutely yeah. kill. And so, honestly, like, it sucks to see that. Now, as far mm-hmm. as your fantasy outlook, 
you're going to have to take your your Derrick Henry of receivers and AJ Brown, and you're just going to have to. Yeah. I think you're going to have to let it fly, especially for this week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but let's just, let's see what Jerry McNich- uh, McNichols has. Um, I know and, he was picked and, up mm-hmm. in our league, and then McNichols and yeah, Adrian Peterson. Yep. And if Adrian, Pe- all right, I'll say I'll say this: if Adrian Peterson is any like shred of what he was in Minnesota, I am looking at the Ravens and go, why on earth did you sign Le'Veon Bell and not Adrian Peterson? Yep. Because Le'Veon Bell looked uh, like he was running in concrete. <laughs> yeah, he yeah kind of struggled. But, you know, I think this is a good pickup for him. I really do. I'm, I think man, it's a good I'm looking, team. Sorry, I'm looking at my lineup, and I'm like, dang it. Yeah. I wish Taysom Hill was in. That would have been awesome to see. That would have totally. been. Um, man, I recreated so. the playoffs last year. Yeah. I put Taysom oh, Hill man. in when he was yeah. listed as a tight end. It. Oh, it was so nice. <laughs> Oh man, I can't oh, believe nice. I got that. I picked him up and I was like, Yeah, I got a yeah. quarterback for a tight I had, end. I had Rogers and Taysom Hill that week. It was really nice. Yeah. Was, oh. Uh, yeah. So I know we have two more things of news. Um, not the good well, there's one that we really don't want to talk about, but it's you kind of have to. And then the other one. Um, Calvin Ridley is stepping away from football at the right now. Uh, as of right now, uh, Calvin not, Ridley, not Calvin permanently, Ridley, not permanently, but he is he's taking a mental health break. And you know, it may be a couple weeks, it may be the rest of the year. Who knows? You know, fantasy wise, that's that sucks so for those yeah. of you, who, you know, Calvin Ridley owners and Kyle Pitts owners. It sucks, but for Calvin Ridley the person, yeah. But for Calvin Ridley the person, go take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, longevity in football depends on your mental and physical health. And there's a lot of people that break down being in being under that much stress every week to perform to you know be out on that field and give a hundred percent. Just allowing him to take some time and get his mind right. And if that means coming back field, great. If not, wish him the best of luck. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's that. I mean, definitely, uh, especially uh, like mental health is a very like important topic and is, is definitely something that if you don't take care of it, it will take care of you. Um, yep. Uh, not in a good way and not in a good way at all so we do give calvin ridley the best wishes we hope that he finds what he needs to find and we love to see him come back as a player but gotta take care of himself first so so best of luck to that should always be your priority always a priority and the other thing that we don't like saying um uh, Henry Ruggs, unfortunately, as everyone knows by this point, yeah, um, in a in a very serious car accident that did kill someone yeah. who and well, was involved like, in a crash. Yeah, involved in a crash. Looks like he's the one who caused it. Uh, apparently, driving very fast. We're not going to go into major details, but 
yeah. as of right now, it looks like his career is over, but we hope that he finds peace and well, not only like, like there's solace, but yeah. understand the consequences of his actions. And, you know, there is a chance that he may be able to come back. Um, but for right now, his his career may be up. His yeah. career may be up. He's he's looking at fading maybe at, at the max 26 years in jail. Um, but more than likely he'll he'll plea he'll be guilty and probably give him a, a fairly reduced sentence because it was it was an accident. You know, it wasn't anything intentional, but he made mistakes and he's gotta pay that, you know. And not, we just hope that he learned from it. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta hope that, you know, and what what really sucks is he he actually I, I saw a video that was done when he was in, can't remember where he went to school. Did he go to school in Alabama? Uh high school or college? Uh, for college. college. Oh yeah, he went to college. Bama. Yeah. Um so he was it was video of when he was at Bama. Uh, one of his friends in high school passed away because of a drunk driving accident. And uh, they did a video of him uh, telling him the story and all of that. And he was very emotional. And it was a very heart-wrenching. Well, you know, and now this happens to him. And it's the other way around. You know, he ends up killing someone. So it's, it, it's gut-wrenching, you know, seeing somebody go through that. I feel for the victim, uh, her, a 20, it was a 23 year old and her dog passed away, uh, because of the accident. And I feel for her and her family, my condolences go out. Um, but yeah, every, everyone here has been affected by it. Every, everyone in that situation has been affected yeah. by it. Yeah. So um, we just only hope for. Um, I mean, just things to take their course, but hopefully for the family yeah. to find peace and solace and for Ruggs to learn from his actions. But yeah. also we hope that he does get the support that he very well needs right now. Definitely. Um, so on a, on, on, a, on a different note, so moving on from, from kind of the... <laughs> All the news. Yeah. The news uh, and, you know, things that have been happening around the league are not necessarily bright news. Um, we've got the deadline. Trade deadline occurred on Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. So. And nothing. Well, yes and no. Um, there were two major trades that happened, weren't necessarily at the deadline. Um, the Chiefs acquired Melvin Ingram from the Steelers in exchange for a 2022 sixth round pick. So I think that was pretty good, you know. It's pretty good value. Up. 
for so shoring up their offensive line or their defensive line. You know, it may help, but honestly, that whole defense is just a wreck right now, yeah. and, and they they're struggling left and right. So I will say this is a bigger if Melvin Ingram is gets healthy. That's kind of the big caveat in this. This is a big move because basically what this allows is allows Chris Jones to move back to his natural position at D tackle. And if Mm. that's the case, watch out because now the Chiefs defense can actually wreak some havoc. They have have three defense interior players that are fantastic. Jaron Reed. um, Oh, there's another guy. His name just completely uh, escaped me. And then Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. They, those three can wreak havoc, and then if you have Melvin Ingram and then Frank Clark on the outside, like you're you're able to shore up at least the D line. A lot of teams are basically taking advantage of Chris Jones being kind of almost too big to be a defensive end, so they've really taken advantage of him mm-hmm. on the outside there. So basically, Kansas City yeah. is basically banking on. Um, totally forgot the point. Kansas City is banking on the fact that Melvin Ingram needs to be their starting DN yesterday. Yeah. And so that's where it's like, hey, this can be big. This can be this having a good D line shores up your secondary issues. I mean, mm-hmm. you and I have basically have always said, hey, check the trenches. We'll see what's really going on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's where everything starts is in the trenches. If you have a good old line, that's where you're, you know your offense is based out of. That's the foundation of your offense. It's the same way with the defense. You know, if you can get to the quarterback, offense isn't going to be able to do much. If you can stop the running game, I mean, you've got half their their game plan, you know, figured out. So, I mean, it's, it's the same on both sides of the ball. And so, so who is the other um, trade yeah, that you other, want to talk about? The other trade, Von Miller to the Rams for a 2022 second and a 2022 third. Two major picks for a fairly veteran player, but honestly, like it, it may may really help them. You know, you mean you mean to tell me this? Seeing Jalen Ramsey. Aaron and Von Mill on the same defense. And don't forget how dominant Leonard Floyd has been in this defense, too. Yeah. Yeah. So you get Von Miller and Leonard that's, Floyd on the on that's the side of the dangerous. ball. Dangerous. It is dangerous. Yeah. Crazy. And oh even, my gosh. And even though the, the Rams' next first round pick is probably in kindergarten right now, it really doesn't matter <laughs> if you can get a Super Bowl. Yeah, like it, yeah. it. They've been in, and they're out. going for broke. Yeah, they're you going for broke right now. That. that next, this year and next year are deciding factors for for the Rams organization. They're going for right now. They really are because they're they're stacking their offense and their defense in preparation for a Super Bowl run, either this year or next year. And this year seems like it could be a possibility. You know, they have a lot of stiff condition. But next year, they're going to be solid. If there's no injuries or anything, they're going to be solid. So, yeah. So that's the only two 
uh, trades that I really wanted to point out. I mean, um, I know, I know they're not necessarily a trade. There wasn't necessarily a trade. <clears throat> at, I, I, but I will pose the question to you: Is OBJ even worth a fantasy look anymore? Because at this point, I'm willing to put my answer is no. Ask me that next week. When he he's going to be picked, he's going to be picked up by somebody. He's going to be picked. All right, who do you think picks him up? Let's let's start off with that conversation. Like, who do you <clears> pick up, Odell? What is the one organization right now that does not have any wide receivers? Solid number one wide receivers. Detroit. Yes. And they are number one on the waivers right now. I think so. Yeah, I think I they're going to pick him up. I think I they're going to sign him to a one. I think they're going to sign him to a one year deal. He'll go up to Detroit. He'll wrestle some feathers. You know, he's up there. He may not get an extension after that, but I think it'll it'll give Detroit at least some semblance of being a contender or of making you mean contending making some move. Yeah, exactly. You know, at least gives give Jared Goff somebody to throw to. You know, he's been throwing to rookies and aged veterans for Quintess Cephas isn't all, good all enough. Year. No. How, how dare you disrespect Quintess no. Cephas? No, no. No, uh, but having OBJ there as a solid number one wide receiver who's proven, you know, he's he's a veteran, he's older, but he could still he can still catch. I mean yeah, I, I can see, I see that one for sure. I've also thought, man, if, if Odell somehow falls and falls and falls, does New England make a call or does Buffalo Maybe. make a call? I could see Buffalo because <clears throat> I don't see David Buffalo. Man. They've got Diggs, they've got Sanders, they've got Beasley. There, there's one more team. There's one more team we need to bring up. What? I think Kansas City needs to be like taken seriously as far as getting Odell. Because what has really? been here's why. So you lose Sammy Watkins offseason, right? You basically are you basically are in the rumor mill. You paid up a lot of money for Juju. Um, and then you go through the season. Everyone's starting to cover Tyree Kill. What do you do? You sign Josh Gordon to the practice squad. Now it's been a competition between Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, Miko Harmon, and now Josh Gordon for the number two spot. No one's really shown out. Yeah. Do you just go grab Odell and just say, we're gonna we're gonna find a way to get our number two receiver good to go? So someone has to actually like put a man on him because the biggest thing that we've seen so far this year and I really I personally I believe this is that Sammy Watkins has kind of been the key of all the weirdness so far but it's because that he was a receiver that where you kind of had to respect him just a little bit yeah. enough for you to be kind of stretched out thin so that lets Tyreek Hill kind of go off yeah. Odell would do that and then some and as long as he stays healthy but now I think that would open up Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, it would it would open up their whole, you know. Yeah, they would open up the whole field. 
you know, for everyone. So yeah, it, it would be nice to have that because Tyreek hasn't necessarily been struggling, but you can definitely see tra- Travis Kelsey not, has been struggling a yeah, lot. Kelsey has been struggling a lot, and, but I think that's where the double team has kind of been. Yeah. Be- because I feel like with Tyreek Kill, it's all he's gonna casually get 27 out of nowhere. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. I think Tyreek Kill does Tyreek Kill things. It's just <laughs> now everyone has an extra defender for Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And I think that's where that's been the biggest difference so far. So if you get someone like Odell who will easily get get targets from yeah. Mahomes, and I think it's a big that, target for him. If yeah. you can make it work, it's there. It's just can't does he fall that far? Yeah, and does he fall that far? Exactly. Remains to be seen. Yeah, Ooh, that was a, it'll. That was, <laughs> That'll be interesting. That much about Odell in a long time. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, he hasn't been, he hasn't been a headliner for a while. You know, since he was in that in New York. Like, he, as soon as he got to the Browns, he kind of because the Browns are a run first organization. They they had Jarvis Landry there. They you know they had Odell, and neither of them really shined. They had their moments. They were kind of flash in the pan moments where, you know, they would just go off. That's it. They, there was no consistency. I I bought into the Odell hype whenever he was he first went to Cleveland, and it let me down hardcore. I just think know. injuries and yeah. It's, it's if it ain't that was one also thing, a it's another, and like that's kind yeah. of un- that's been the unfortunate situation. Uh, but at this point, it was it was just better for. Cle- I don't think Cleveland was going to get a trade partner. Yeah, because but, I don't think a lot of people just want to take that contract. So I think cutting mm-hmm. him was the only choice. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and any OBJ owners, I would hold on to him until at least the end of next week. The, Until you figure least. out what's going on, for yeah. Because sure. if he's just going to sit on the waivers, don't touch him. Like, yeah, just you can you can let go of him. But if he's going to get picked up, because if he gets picked up by Detroit, he's number he, one wide wide receiver. He becomes he, he becomes at he, least a wide receiver to play. He becomes say. a possible Kenny Galladay again, of, <laughs> again. like. It's that that would be a big up for his target share because the, I mean my gosh they don't have anybody over in Detroit yeah. that's of significance and, so. and that would open up Hawkinson I think too yeah that too because yeah because they've been smothering Hawkinson for the last couple yeah. of weeks Hawkinson has been well hawked oh that's for <laughs> sure um, yeah. I mean besides that I mean. I think we just go into the it, it's been pretty busy in our in yeah. Our we'll just league. we'll just run through the dynasty stuff real quick and yeah. get through here because we don't have a point, lot to talk about. It's really but, about who who do you play this week? That's kind yeah. of the <clears throat> right now. I think we're both going to lose this week. <laughs> uh, with yeah. unfortunately, here's the thing: Ethan's team is really good for this yeah. year. I yeah. still am going to hold on to the fact that I don't think next year looks very promising. But no. boy, this year. 
this year can definitely be something. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of players. He's got a lot of players. Got a lot of good players, but yeah. I just don't know. Yeah, so overall this week we had seven waiver claims. Um, the people who were picked up, I'll just run through them. Jeremy McNichols, uh, uh, Jeffrey Wilson, Jeff Wilson Jr., Taysom Hill, Adrian Peterson, Dallas Cowboys defense, Jamichael Hasty, and Elijah Moore. I am happy. All right, let me let me just say this because all right, for people understanding, we are recording this Saturday night. This will show up on Sunday uh, morning. Uh, Thursday night game already happened. Uh, the Egypt, the the Elijah Moore game makes me happy. I know a lot of it was was uh, basically garbage time. Yeah, but he got open up for the first touchdown. That definitely wasn't garbage time, and but. Either, but he was getting targets. He was getting like, and that's with Jameson Crowder there. Even though Corey Davis wasn't out there, yeah. But that just yeah. makes me like much more excited to when Zach Wilson gets out there. And oh, and here's why else I, I again as the Zach Wilson fantasy owner and why I still believe in him. Um, can we just say that there have been two completely different offenses played? Zach Wilson, they're basically like you're really good. Our offense isn't that like schematically good so you're really good but do what you gotta do all while being the most pressure quarterback in the league mike white not the strongest arm but he has been helped out by a lot of set up plays for him which helping which helps him gets the ball out quicker yeah and mike white my lord two weeks ago 37 of 45 passes 405 yards and three touchdowns. Now he had two interceptions, but you know, that's understandable. QB2. My Lord. Holy cow. That's crazy. And he was was doing all right for the Colts game until he got hurt, too. So I think I think Mike White has definitely played himself into like staying in the NFL longer. But my goodness, New York Jets coaches, please give Zach Wilson the same chances you gave him. only going to help your quarterback get into a rhythm. It's only going to help your quarterback not get killed and not be out for four weeks with a knee injury. And gain confidence. That's a a big thing. That's a big thing for for rookie quarterbacks is to gain that confidence. Knowing their team, knowing their team in, in the game and not getting pummeled all the time and just you know, interceptions, fumbles, getting sacked, all of that. It's like it terrible was, for rookie quarterbacks just to get a ton of those, you know, protect and, your quarterback. <laughs> and look what happened in the Colts game. The Colts said, we're not giving you the short passes. It took yeah. Josh Johnson to finally, like, throw vertically, where so unfortunately that lost all of Michael Carter's base, pretty much value. Um, yeah. For the week, but you thought Mike White was playing the whole time. That stuff happens, but yeah. like without a doubt, like come on, Jets, y'all, y'all yeah. know how y'all, y'all know how good Zach Wilson is. So at least give him a shot. Yeah. Like that's where it's like you have to look at yourself. It's like you got you can't just be like Zach Wilson hit a thirty yard post route while someone in your face. You, like you can't just let that happen. Like yeah. give him, give him the rhythm throws, give him the confidence throws, and then watch him be a way better quarterback. Because the quarterback that played against Tennessee and the one that was at BYU last year, 
guy's still there. Yeah. The guy's still freaky with the football. That, that sounded creepy. Um, but the guy's still very, very talented with a football in his hands. So please give him a shot. He's freaky with the football. That's, freaky with the football. That's that's our new team. That's what it's yeah, that's what it's gonna be now. He's freaky yeah. with the football. Yeah, so I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think uh man. Uh, I think the Jets have a good base. They you know, really they have do. a good running back. They have they have good wide receivers and uh, good young wide receivers in uh, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. They just need they need to build up that offensive line, and they did they did so um, with one of their picks this year. I can't I mean, remember Elijah what, Elijah Vera Tucker, Bakai Becton. Vera the Tucker, there you go. Yeah, I was gonna say Vera Tucker. That was a good pick. I I was hoping the Vikings would pick him up, but. You know, they they did. They solidified part of their offensive line, but they've, they've still got work to do. More work so. to do, but Corey Davis has looked good. Uh, Jameson yeah. Crowder there. Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios. And then yeah. Michael Carter has really kind of taken the yeah. running back room on a stranglehold. It's been him and Ty Johnson. Like, yeah. Kevin Coleman's basically unnecessary at this point. Yeah. Um, and I drafted <laughs> Ty. That was probably not a good move. <laughs> you do you. I, I didn't think I didn't think Michael Carter was gonna do that well like this early. I, I feel so vindicated about it. And what I feel I mean, if we're gonna go back talking about my draft picks, uh I mean I, I feel good about Michael Carter. I do not feel the same about Allen Robinson. It doesn't matter anymore. I am free from the Allen Robinson jail. <laughs> I am free. Yeah. And it feels delightful. And I, yeah, I, I'm glad I didn't hop on that train this year in any of my leagues. I was I planning on picking him. I was planning on picking him up. I, I love on Robin. He has been actually on at least one of my fantasy rosters for the last like three years two or three years and he oh he's been just so solid and then this year this year he's just like he's it went like, from being mr consistency every single year every week he'd get like 11 targets or 10 targets and all of a sudden boom nothing yeah, absolutely literally nothing. nothing to where he's and i'm like, like holy crap man like like three catches dude, for 20 yards and you're like what's going on yeah it's like what are, are you invisible out on the field can your quarterback see you like are you even there so it's just it's crazy it's crazy uh, so just in, to see that that flip the script just it in one year you know in one off season just so have the script flipped like that it's shocking to be honest with you yeah uh, and I will so what so as me unfortunately with Allen Robinson in two of my leagues, what have I done so far? I traded yeah. him in both of my leagues. In one league, I traded. It's probably him. a good move for you. Yeah. So let's move. just let's just say for the dynasty league, me and Alex Hell agreed to a trade. I actually feel it's very fair on both sides. You did. I yep yeah, traded Allen Robinson, Ricky Seals Jones, and AJ Green. 
for George Kittle in a 2022 fifth round pick. I, I feel off, like you you got the much better end of that deal. I think so too, but I think George Kittle. Only, yeah, because I think I can get three good years out of Kittle left. Yeah, I just need Kittle to stop getting get the stop being hurt. And on top of that, I basically I kind of I recoup a draft pick, even though I gave up a third round. I still have two fifth round, and I'll, and I'll be okay with that. Um, but overall, AJ Green was always a temporary solution. Yeah, Allen Robinson has essentially become a temporary solution. Even I'm just going to cut my losses on that immediately because unfortunately he, he is like he's he's kind of up there in age. I just unless a better coach comes into Chicago, I don't know what else is going to happen here. Yeah, and then and Ricky, especially with you know the competition that he has now for targets, a proven Darnell Mooney, you know where he's looking pretty solid. So he's got stiff competition for targets now in yeah. Chicago. Yeah, and then Ricky Seals Jones is the backup tight end. Yeah, um, in Washington, and so I feel like getting that for an injured star and a draft pick. I think one, I think it's a very even trade on both sides. I don't think I like really fleeced at anybody here. No, but I but think, I think having, you got the better end of the deal. I, I feel like having George Kittle here is going to help, and if he does contribute along with my CMC trade, now I have two stars I could kind of build my team around as the rest yeah. of my team starts developing. It took yeah. six weeks. I finally got like Carson Wentz as my starter right now, <laughs> who did really good. Got twenty four points. Yeah. Um, but uh, and, and then along with Michael Carter, AJ Brown finally starting. It's like I feel like I don't know if I'm necessarily a contender this year, but if I do, it's because of the moves I made and everyone just caught fire at the same time. Yeah. Speaking of contender this year. You scary right now, other than Tyler and Ethan. Yeah, Ethan kind of, yeah. I mean, it kind of feels like both of them. Yeah. And then I feel like either Ashley's team you know, or Jacob's team if they catch fire. True. But you know who else? Your dad. My dad. I think he is on a four win streak. And he just he's He's pretty much on track to win this week with only one person played. Yes, because Jonathan Taylor scored 41 points. 19 carries on Thursday 100, night. 172 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. I, and with it's crazy. It's crazy. Lord. That man is a monster. And I told I texted my dad on Thursday night. And I told him, I was like, you, you scored big getting Jonathan Taylor. Like, I, yeah, I almost picked him up over Swift. And I probably should have, but well, he, I, on- I liked Swift over Jonathan Taylor just because I don't know. He's like, he's the feature back. You know, I wasn't, I, I don't think. Jamar, uh, what is it? Jamal, Jamal Williams is going to be anything at offense anymore. I mean, it kind of he's kind of fizzled out. I think with with Taylor though, I I know you and I definitely had him in the in the idea of what should we do with our top two picks, 
and yeah. eventually you went with McCaffrey. I went with Dalvin Cook, and then only for us to basically flip flop it five weeks later. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I kind of I was like, you know, ah, you know what, Dalvin Cook's twenty six. That's still good enough. And overall, I think you and I, it kind of should have been not should it should have been Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor one and two. And you know you don't know that until yeah until you know until later on in the season nine so, weeks. But back <clears throat> to the back to the point here. Yeah. What did we say week four about your dad's team? We said he was is, on a four week. He was on a four streak. week losing streak, and he had messaged the group chat and he's like, "I cannot believe that I lost like four in a row and I'm zero and four right now." And it was all because of weird happenings. Everyone having like, their best week. Like Derrick Henry would go off one week against him and have like 50 points. And then Cooper Cup would go off and just absolutely demolish one week. And he had that for four weeks in a row, just teams going off on him. Well, now, you know, he last week, he he had the most points out of last everyone week, last week was oh the last week was insane yeah last week he had the most points out of everyone no oh, the second most points my bad yeah 164 I had, I had the most points by what five points but i mean yeah it's just because my team went off he but won he, he was he won he's with just two been, people bus with two bus in there yeah. Uh, with Devin Singletary and Travis Kelsey. <clears throat> yeah. And he's his team is just – it's surprisingly solid. It well, really I mean, is. And that, but that was, like, the biggest thing that we said about your dad's team is, like, look, when you're 0-4 but you're fourth in the league in points, like, eventually the ball's yeah. going to swing in the other way. And, obviously, Allen <clears throat> takes off. Najee has been, honestly, a contender for RB1 this year. Jonathan Taylor has taken fire. Yeah. Thielen is the receiver that all your metrics and numbers are like, now is the time to get rid of him. Still producing. T. Higgins has been all right. Travis Kelsey's kind of been your biggest surprise. And if he's your biggest surprise, along with you picking up freaking old Thrasher Mitchell, I'm still upset at that because I lost the weight <laughs> of claim on him. And I, I was so first on him. Um, but overall, like his like his team is solid. Now his, his bench, yeah. however, let's not talk about his bench, but his starting lineup, is yeah, nasty. that's the only yeah. thing where if I, I, I'm pretty sure Philip is the team with Derrick Henry. Like, with, yeah, if you're Phillip the one with Derrick Henry, and especially in the dynasty league, like he just just does not have the bench to make this work. Yeah, and, and you he's... and I have had to deal with CMC and uh, uh, CMC and Dalvin Cook being out this entire time. It's we've basically ha- have had to go down into our depth, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and I, oh, I've been scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like, yeah. same I, here. I'm. I don't want Saquon to come back. I don't want him to come back because I've been reading Devonte Booker for the last like, what three weeks, four weeks. Oh, I do not want him to come back. But I'll tell you, I am I'll tell very you happy. That. Well, I am very happy for one. That Tyrod is back. Yeah, because that means 
Brandon Cooks yeah. is alive again. Yeah, because Brandon Cooks goes from getting nine points, five points, seven points, back up to 20, you know, 20-something points. He's consistently hit the first three weeks 22 points. So I, I'm hoping he continues that whenever he whenever Tyrod gets back this week. But yeah, who knows? and <clears throat> I mean, I'm trying – I mean, obviously, I'm very excited CMC is back. Um, I, I will say in another league, I did trade for Saquon uh, just because I really think that he could be a second-half league winner, largely because uh, he's kind of one of the only uh, running backs kind of still alive at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and and before, he just he random, like, randomly got hurt with the ankle. He uh, He was starting to look really good. <clears throat> Yeah. And so, like, I know it's, like, kind of, like, it's right there. And as long as he gets 100% healthy, watch out. Because with all the injuries at wide receiver, like, they're going to have to use him in the passing game. So I think the opportunity is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it they, definitely um, will be. This this year, more than anything, and I, I think this is a point we've brought up that it's, like, man – this year feels like war of attrition with running backs. So as long as you have running backs, you're good to go, especially with the Derrick Henry news and CMC and Dalvin Cook and Antonio Gibson and then all these other players. Like it has truly – that's been the, the reoccurring theme. Not to already talk about the fact that David Montgomery has been hurt. Cam Akers has been out for the year. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards. There are so many top running backs injured yeah. to where you – I mean, personally, for us, luckily, they both got hurt. Uh, CMC and Dalvin got hurt really early. And now we've been scraping the bottom of the barrel for running backs for weeks now. Yeah, and I've and, I've been lucky that I, I picked up Zach Moss way late in the draft. And I was able to stash him. So I, he's kind of been my saving grace right now. He's kept yeah. me just in like in competition. But so. Zach Moss has been like getting the targets and the uh, rushing, <clears throat> rushing yards, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. And where it's like, I'm hey, hoping I mean, that's that a, that's he a takes over. yeah. And I'm hoping he takes over kind of why I, I, I picked him up. I'm hoping he takes over Singletary's position and he takes over his number one back, like workhorse next year and now i don't know if that happens or if that will happen probably not i would say just because it's singletary also true singletary also suffers from you know injuries a lot so his first year he he was plagued with them but i'm hoping that zach moss comes out next year but this is for now he's a good bi-week replacement for me you know right now i have deandre swift that's out and i've got dalvin cook and damian harris that are kind of just chilling damian chilling harris in my line go through a buzzsaw this week he yeah has Car- he has carolina yeah but- so you think he's not going to be good um, no, I think, I think he'll get a touchdown. Yeah. 
I, I, so I think he's going to have a tough time sledding. He may be like a fifth, 14 carry, 65 yards kind of deal, but he'll get yeah. the one touchdown. Gotcha. So I'm only expecting about 12, 13 points out of Damian Harris. Just Carolina is just one of those really, really good run defenses. Yeah. It, it, uh, it could be a Matt, a Matt, a Mac Jones game. Um, but to actually, no, not really, because Gilmore, Bouye, um, are playing out there. So it's good. That's that game's going to be a slug it out fest. It's going to be like 17 13. Mm. See, I, I don't know. I have Booker in my lineup right now, but I have Zach Moss sitting on my bench. So between that, Damian Harris, Devontae Booker, and Zach Moss. Between I those go, three. I go Moss and Booker. You want they Moss and have, Booker? They both have the better matchups. Um, Booker has been all right. Raiders have, haven't been very good at stuffing mm-hmm. the run, but way better at the pass. Booker's more of a running back anyway. Zach Moss gets Jacksonville. Yeah, see, that makes sense. Makes sense. Hmm. All right, and so are you ready to hear my lineup question for you? Yeah. Zach, Mo- Zach Moss or Kadarius Tony? Well, who's Tony facing? Raiders. Raiders. Ooh. I've been dealing Tony with has Tony has huge upside. I think Zach Moss would be a consistent if you want a consistent production from him. Well, I'd I go mean, with Zach Moss. But if you're looking for I, I need if you're looking for a either. wild card that needs a big play, yeah, go with Tony. Okay. Zach if Moss. You need, or- if you need a lot of points and you're willing to you're willing to, you know, I don't go know. Go for broke. Yeah, pretty much go for broke. Yeah, because so I, I started so. in this league, I started Michael Carter, who only got 9.6 points. Michael Pittman got 17, thankfully. Hmm. Um, I'm still projected to lose by 10 points, though. And I feel like I, I want to play Zach Moss because I love the matchup. But I also feel like Tony is the only one that's going to get me to to that 10-point gap. Yeah. So that's I would, kinda I would do it. I would do it. You Okay. I'd, do it. I'm Tony. Now, another question for you. Uh, another answer for you. Zach Moss or Elijah Mitchell? I would say Elijah Mitchell. That, that's who I felt, too. Yeah. That's just gut feeling. At this point, oh. I'm kind of hoping uh, – I am kind of hoping Kadarius Tony takes off. And then Mitchell just has a really good game against an Arizona team that does not have J.J. Watt. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't have Kyler either. Yeah, potentially might not have Kyler. It could be an Elijah Mitchell game. could be a Jeff Wilson game. So that's kind of the – I'm not starting Khalil Herbert. Um, I know know he only got eight points last week, and I think it would have been okay – Khalil Herbert with the timeshare now with uh with David Montgomery and the fact that it's Pittsburgh, just don't even try. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But I will. I will say for for anyone listening, and I, in dynasty leagues, maybe just because all the running backs are taken, this may not be the trade look looking into. But if you're in a keeper or a redraft league, now is your time to get running backs. Yep. That yeah. that's going to be my tip for everybody right now is, look, there's going to be there's so many good receivers out there. You, you're going to put up a solid lineup no matter which way, whoever you have. But yeah. there is a very what like what we uh, like what we've always learned with tight ends. There's a very scarce amount, so get your get them. And it's, it's time to do the same thing with running backs. Yep. And it's not and like also, I learned this in my video production classes. Don't be afraid to kill the things you love. <laughs> So in, in one league, I had to trade away Nick Chubb. Oh. But it got me Mike Evans and Saquon in return, and Saquon has a higher upside. So if that comes yeah. to fruition, like that, that's where it's going to work for me. And but with all these teams, the best teams right now that you're seeing have the best running backs. hundred oh. percent. Unless there's a league that has uh Cooper Cup and Tyree Kill on the same team. That's the only exception. Yeah, and then you're just blowing everybody up out of the water. Yeah. But <laughs> especially if for this season, get running backs now. Yeah. Without a doubt, because that's going to lead you into the playoffs and into being a serious contender more than anything. Because you can have you can have in if you have two flex positions, you can have a solid one-two punch on your running backs. So RB1, RB2 are solid running backs, like my dad has. You know, he's got Najee Harris and uh, JT. Taylor. And JT, yeah. And he's had them in his lineup every single week. And my gosh, he is just killed. And he's got two mediocre fighters in Adam Thielen and... T. Higgins. Uh, T. Higgins. So uh, he's got his two flex positions are covered by backup running backs. And that's crazy, you know? And he's been one of the My gosh. leaders in points with Over the last two running yeah. backs. And yeah. the biggest thing with receivers, like they're all going to have an off game someday. Yeah. But with the running backs, is as long as you're going to have solid running backs who can get passing work, who can who has most of the carries, like that will take you longer. It's why we draft running backs first round yeah. every single year. Yeah. And and more than anything, like I've always personally, I've always taken it. I rather have like the top, I'd rather have one top running back and one top receiver than two two of each. I think this year has taught me you need to get your, your top two backs and then set everything else. Because yeah. the biggest thing here is, I mean, there has been so many good receivers. Like who, like Michael Pittman, we can add to the conversation now. Yeah. Uh, and then hopefully, no I and hopefully Justin Jefferson and Pittman has Mike. just blossomed in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and Mike Evans and Godwin and A.B., Rashad Bateman, Hollywood this year, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Like, the 
Stephon Diggs. The list goes on and on and on. Yep. Where are your top running backs right now this year? Not CMC, not Dalvin Cook. They've been hurt. Derrick Henry was the top one before he got hurt. Yeah. Now you're looking at a rookie running back, Najee Harris, Jonathan Taylor, Kamara. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift, exactly. Um, and But, like, out of all the receivers we named, we just named four running backs. That yeah. came to mind off the bat. So many of them get hurt. Now, obviously, if they get hurt, you have to find pivot options, but but you can be in such a better spot to start trading at five and two instead of forcing a trade when you're three and like two and like two and five and you're like, crap, I need to buy wins. And, and so at least having the running backs there helps solidify what you can do next because it's a lot easier to find the next best receiver rather than your next best running back. Yeah. Yep. Ain't that the truth? And that and, is why I it's... am losing. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> that is why uh, next year I am really going to be scouting running backs because the running backs right now, shoot, I've I've got a nice I've got a nice set of young young wide receivers you know jamar chase debo samuel there and and godwin yeah I've you got have a nice great trio. Set, yeah i've got a nice set of wide receivers what i really need is a solid running back i need somebody to back up swift you know i've got zach moss he's he's a good plug but I need, yeah, Dalvin Cook is my number one, is my number one. But right now, I full strength, I need one more running back yeah. and a quarterback. And, I need and a then, solid quarterback, too. Yeah, it, I think with Trevor Lawrence, give him the second and third year progressions as a quarterback. I, I yeah. think you at least have to give him the rookie contract. But I think you'll know yeah. by you'll know midway next year whether he's the guy or not. Yeah, and I'm that's why I I strategized whenever I was going through the draft. I strategized taking the younger quarterback early in the draft, and then letting Tom Brady fall because I picked up Tom Brady. Shoot, yeah. I drafted him 13th round. So I picked him up a little later. But I know that, you know, Tom Brady's going to sit there. He's going to produce for at least the next two years, this year and next year. Now, next year has a little bit of a question mark, but at least I have some wiggle room with that. So at least I have, I give Lawrence a year at least to adjust being into the NFL, being in the NFL, being in a new system, all of that. And I'm, I really hope that he gets his feet under him. He's looking like a solid quarterback. He just needs a good team around him, but I, I hope that he can become that, that next level. talent. So yeah. It'll, 
but that's why I kind of strategized with taking Tom Brady because I knew I was going to get a rookie quarterback. And that was my, I was striving for that, getting a rookie quarterback. So I have young talent on my team, but I also need vets to back them up if they're not quite ready yet. So that's why I took Tom Brady. So, and and I will say for me, definitely has worked out for you. I mean, you're doing really good in the league right now. As well, yeah, Tom, me, Tom Brady is like a quarterback one right now. Yeah, Tom Brady's been uh, on fire this year. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, uh, I mean, going back to the RB argument, but going back to the age, like mm-hmm. I really took – I took chances on quarterback this year as well. And But yeah. unlike you getting Brady, I didn't do that. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick a crap ton of quarterbacks, and we're going to see what works. <laughs> I, I have started Mac Jones. I have started Teddy Bridgewater. And now I'm finally kind of figuring out in Carson Wentz, who has yeah. looked good the past two weeks. Um, now He's looked good, I mean, the past month and a half. Yeah. To be honest. Like, he he's de- looked he like definitely a solid, has. Solid QB. Yeah, all while I got Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, and I don't have to like kind of just like hide and look away as I put them <laughs> in my put them in my starting lineup. Yeah. I think for me, what's kind of killed me more than anything is the tragedy that is known as Antonio Gibson, because I think if that were if that were on the projection as he was last year, I think we're doing okay. Okay, but this is but all the trades that's kind of happened this year has been the product of me pan, panicking, knowing I need a running back. Dalvin Cook has been good, but hurt. Yeah. ETN, I drafted in the fifth round, out for the year in preseason. Gus Edwards, out before week one. And yeah. so, I, so, but the thing is, like, th- that's the running back position. So not only do you have to think you're five deep on running back, you probably have to go six, seven deep. Yeah. Just to give yourself a chance. And especially, and luckily with dynasty formats, you can do that. But overall, like whenever people say you can never have too many corners or you can never have too many pass rushers or anything like that in fantasy football, you can never have too many running backs. Ain't that the truth. That's the lesson I think we should take today. And whoo, what an episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much news, so many things that we have to discuss. And thank you all again for listening uh, to this week's episode of the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, late night for both of us, but nothing keeps us going like fantasy football oh. and actual football. And we, ready for tomorrow. And tomorrow <laughs> looks like there's going to be a great game. Ravens are going to yeah. kill the Vikings for sure. And uh, Yeah, you, you probably you, are. You, yeah, <laughs> you knew I had to get it in there. <laughs> I only wish we were together for this if I didn't work tomorrow. <laughs> ah, but uh, in a week, that job is no longer. But yeah. uh, but in the meantime, you can catch us once a week. I am Josh. That is Ryan. We will see you all next week. And have a good one. <laughs>